right, what's up everyone and welcome to the huddle. We come to you weekly to discuss on how to maintain forward progress in your flooring careers. I'm Paul Stewart and joining me as always today is Daniel and Jose with Preferred Flooring. What's up guys? Hey, how's it going guys? So, so today we're going to be discussing um, image. Uh, title of the of this episode is images and everything, but it's close. So, you know, there's a there's a ton of uh, there's a ton of discrepancy, I believe, in what we talk about when we're talking about image. It's not, uh, you know, we're flooring guys, so it could be it's it's not having a dirty shirt or or working, uh, you know, like trying to be the best dressed. It's about how you present yourself both professionally and from a, from a aesthetic standpoint. So, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, in my career, uh, there's been guys that come into, you know, our company to uh, apply for, for a job or, or try to become a subcontractor. If I don't know them, Image has a huge play in my initial assessment of them, even if they sound like they may know what they're talking about if they're you know wearing a f you the to the world shirt <laughs> and you know well, i hope not so i'm sure you guys have some experiences uh so maybe we'll share a few uh experiences here on what have you guys ran across in in uh, both in your in your ability to gain work because of the way you guys present yourselves and uh how do you guys look at you know guys in jeans that are ripped up to their yeah. pants pockets or those types of deals so yeah i'll go ahead and start off if you guys don't mind um so when when i got into the industry uh i'm not gonna lie man i was not the, i was not the most um presentable person right i was uh cut off sleeve shirt. I wore the big baggy jeans. I was never really big on like uh, sagging, right? But uh, where I grew up, everyone, everyone did it. It really wasn't my style. But so I wore the oversized jeans that were cut off at the bottom with the strings hanging everywhere, uh, holes in them. Um, and you know, and coming in, nobody really ever did say anything about what I was wearing. Um, but I did start to notice a trend uh, on my own as far as the companies that we did work for on the commercial end, the, the, the more prestigious they were um, was more visual to me than it was uh, anything else, right? So they started getting on the, to larger projects. You started seeing people where they were more uniformed. Um, and to me, they just stood out as, as more professional. Um, did I catch on right away and start, uh, you know, dressing that part? No, I, I didn't. Uh, to be honest with you, I didn't. I didn't wear my actual first uh, uniform for work until I went and worked for a um, a company on, under a W two and I wore just a simple shirt with a simple logo. And you know what? It made me feel so much better. Made me feel more professional. Then I started worrying about more about my appearance because now. Now I'm a crew leader for this company and I'm representing them and I wanted to make sure that I was representing them in the right manner. So I started, you know, watching how much glue I got on my shirt, on my pants, started watching how many rips I had in my pants, you know, try to make myself more presentable, right? 
Um, and you know, none of this really resonated until later on after we started uh, preferred flooring and we didn't have our guys uniformed and there was a sp specific incident and we were getting blamed for it and it really did not, it was like something out of the movies. And you know, the guy said something to me that just like right away it hit me. And he said, um, oh, my phone's going off for some reason. He said, if you're not willing to put your logo on your employees, why would I be willing to let them work in my facility? And as soon as he said that, it was just like fireworks in the brain. <clears throat> boom, 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 boom. And no matter how much uh, we tried to veer away from it, people are very visual and they're going to judge you by your appearance when they first meet you. They have nothing else to use to judge you. Appearance, it might not be everything, but it's, it's the majority of something. And well, um, first impression-wise, it's pretty close, right? I it mean, is pretty close. You don't yeah. know the guy, and they—it's the first time you're meeting. Uh, I don't know. There's a there's a lot you can judge the way they present themselves and things like that, but also uh, the the their appearance by itself seems to speak volumes when you first yeah. meet someone. I know it does for me. Yeah, and it, it, it did, and and you know I'm not gonna lie. Like within within five days, I had you know the cheapest cotton shirts made for the guys. Um, you know everybody still had their own coats and all that because you know it was winter time when this happened. Uh, but we all looked uniform within a within a week, and after that happened, you just all of a sudden you just started noticing that uh, the respect that you were getting your crew was getting, not just you as the leader, but your crew was getting more respect. All of a sudden, you know, everybody's got sleeves on, everybody's matching, the, the, obviously the jeans was a work in progress, but um, you know, it, it put us, it, it put us in a position where all of a sudden, like, maybe we can attract the people that we are trying to work for. Maybe we can do that, you know, and it started, it started thinking about different ways that we could uh, um, improve on our appearance. I don't want to say alter our appearance, right? Because, you know, people can, can wear their personality in the haircut, bald, uh, dreads, whatever they want, piercings, you know, that, that part really doesn't bother me at all, right? I know it bothers some, but um, the appearance as far as uh, the clothing and the aesthetics of that really did help bring to light. It, it made it so people focused on us as a group instead of just knowing what we did, you know, it, was, it gave us a better representation of who we were. Do you see a difference? I mean, you, you were talking there that, um, you noticed a difference. Have you continued to notice a difference how people perceive you or how some, you know, a client uh, responds to you uh, because of your crew? Um, for example, I, I, I have a customer that we have uh, done a, a ton of different of uh, their facilities. And when we had a crew on that had all of our shirts on, they were all the neon yellow, um, they had, they all looked very, you know, much, there's a reason why the military and the police forces and, and things wear uniforms. And I'm not saying you have to go full on garb uniform, but I'm just saying like a standardized look within for your, for installers. Um, and the difference between the way the client perceived how that job went versus other jobs with guys who were um, sub crews that had different shirts on and, uh, and and they weren't even offensive shirts. It was just one had a black 
you know, t-shirt on and one had a different color, you know, whatever. It wasn't anything offensive on them. It just, they looked hodgepodge. You know what I mean? Um, there's, there's a definite, in my opinion, if you're a subcontractor, if you're a, a, a 1099 installer, putting on the, a uniform on a daily basis, it could be a simple logo or it could just be a, a, the same colored shirt for you and your helper every single day. Um, I think it goes a long way for perception from the client. 100%. I, I agree. With, I agree with that 100%. Yeah. So Daniel, what about, uh, what about you? Have you, I mean, you, you've basically grown up in flooring. So, I mean, you guys kind of know that to me, you know, what we're talking about here, image being important, but you got any personal stories or experiences with, uh, either pro or con versus, uh, you know, somebody being in, you know, their parents either gaining them work or losing them work. Um, well, we do a lot of commercial, right? So appearance is, is everything because you go in some of these businesses and they have a dress code and then you go in there and we've seen guys with, you know, shorts, cut off sleeve shirts. And we're talking, you know, working at colleges and stuff. And it's like, man, there's gotta be something that you can do to, to, make it so that people know what you're there for and at least look presentable because I mean some of these guys man they just well a lot of those places it's a safety thing too they 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 don't know you're a part of what what the facility has you there for um and you look like a you know a 40 year old dude at a college walking around the campus. Right. That, and that's what I mean. It's like some, they, they don't pay any attention to what they look like and it almost makes it, they, it they like look that? like the way some people, you know, picture us looking like, and it, it yeah. just drags everyone else down. It's like not every flooring guy is out there with cut off sleeve shirts and wearing shorts and they don't ever do their hair. Yeah, you know, I'm just going to flat out say it, you know, I, I'm sure we're just trying to tiptoe around it, right, without hurting feelings. But, you know, if I, if I put myself in the consumer shoes, and I'm looking for specific, like, you know, if I go to a mechanic shop, I expect them to look like a mechanic, right? But if I go to a mechanic shop, and the guy comes in, and he's wearing a cut off sleeve, Metallica shirt, like he said, shorts, no, no work, uh, safety boots, or I'm, I'm probably not going to trust the guy to work on my vehicle. I mean, yeah. that's, that's the bottom line, right? You got to dress the part. Um, you know, I can only imagine what residential guys go through because I know that there aren't a lot of guidelines for them to follow and they can pretty much do what they what they want um, as well. But, you know, from, from a customer perspective, whether where I started doesn't is irrelevant, right? How I started is irrelevant because I do look at that. And I know that if I am going to, go to ABC company and I'm deterred because of an appearance, you know, has it happened? Yeah, 100%. Might've been the person, might've been the place, but I mean, it's because we're visual, right? You, you associate professionalism with the appearance of the professional that's presenting themselves to you. And I'm sure we've lost some in the past because of- Well, let me, let me build on that just a second. This is something that you have complete control of every single morning. 
what shirt you put on, what jeans you put on. And so for you to make the decision to wear certain things, that I think is part of why your dress code or how you dress is something that's important to people. When they see you in their business, you they know you chose to put that stuff on. You chose to present yourself that way. I would, I'm just trying to implore people like give a darn about how you're presenting yourself to the world, both overall, but you know, particularly for in our industry, when we have such a um a black cloud of this assumption of how we are, like rise above that. Put on jeans that either have been patched correctly. We all know we go through jeans like you know, right. So, so I'm, I was actually in the field today, right? So my shirt is all super dusty and stuff, but my pants are on the front are dirty because I'm constantly wiping myself off. But I mean, we got logos everywhere. You got to be proud of, of who you work for. Right. Yeah. And your, your jeans and and the dirty dirtiness you expect we're in construction but it, you don't have to have like you said cut off sleeves and holes in your excessive holes in your jeans or those kinds of things i mean c- customers care man they do um i know this seems like a pretty small item for to be talking about on on this huddle but i've just watched guys lose business over it and i've watched them you know struggle um sometimes financially from not properly presenting themselves i mean think about this businesses spend millions of dollars a year on marketing and branding themselves trying to make themselves look as appealing to the to the consumer as possible shouldn't you do the same in in as much control as you have you don't need to spend a bunch of money a t-shirt's a t-shirt buy one that you know instead of buying a metallica t-shirt you know Toss your logo on a $4 t-shirt, or maybe the place doesn't allow logos. Having a standardized color that you guys can wear um, on a day-in, day-out basis. Or, hey, hit us up at Go Career. We'll send you a whole buttload of t-shirts. It's all good. Like just wearing something that's familiar and says, if it's going to say something, I believe, I agree with you, Daniel. If it's going to say something, it ought to say what you do. Yeah, it separates you from everyone else, especially on a large project with multiple trades, there's gotta be some kind of separation, right? I mean, if something goes wrong or something happens to to an individual, being um, easily identified is to your benefit as well. Yeah, that's a good point. Safety. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say another thing is as a sub crew, uh, how you keep your vehicle and your van Mm. or your truck and how you keep your tools, all those say a lot about you. Um, I know one of the guys I used to work with um, when I had to, uh, bluntly, uh, back in the day, you know, he never had a trial in his bucket that wasn't dirty. Uh, He either had patch caked on it, and he'd scrape it off before he used it, or glue all over it, and he'd pick it off before he got going. I mean, instead of taking the few minutes after he was done with, you know, spreading his glue and tossing it in a bucket and wiping it off with the sponge and then putting it back in a clean bucket or, you know, cleaning the patch off his trial. He just let it dry and then scrape it off with a foreign scraper afterwards. I won't lie. I did that too. 
when early early on in my career i learned quickly that wasn't the that wasn't uh the preferred method for me but yeah. you know i think that stuff speaks volumes as well if you tell you one thing if you have a sub come to your guys's place there in michigan looking to do work and you just go out and look at their van that's going to say a lot about them just go look at their vehicle look at their install vehicle look inside look at their tools that'll tell you a bunch about what that guy values what is he clean is he a clean installer clean installers don't have dirty tools i can tell you that like if they're clean on the job site and they keep their stuff picked up and they're they spill a bag of patch they sweep it up or whatever those guys that that do those activities they're not the ones who have dirty tools you know nasty yeah. dirty i'm not saying the tools need to be looking crystal clean but oh, no man you know what i'm saying like yeah i mean so they i think new, so they don't have to look brand new yeah. every single day but yeah um in our just, just in our meeting this morning we we had a, a talk about you know tool upkeep it's it's not one's person one person's job in order to keep that tool up it's everyone's job because it's part of the appearance if we're going to have a bunch of broke down stuff then why even have it like mm -hmm. it's, and you you keep on like we keep on talking about um appearance and then some guys losing jobs and stuff but some guys are just there for those jobs i mean and and that's totally fine because someone's got to do those jobs right because yeah i mean it goes, it goes to those those customers that are looking at the bottom dollar instead of the value that someone provides and i would 100 percent rather just them take care of those people and me not have to worry about it yeah you know, you're talking about like people just shopping only on cost and those being the crews that are willing to to lower their you know their caught their their price to everybody um you know that's a whole nother episode right a whole nother episode about what are we gonna do uh and how do you separate yourself um in fact a little ahead of schedule here you know next week's uh huddle is directly on that is understanding your value and how to increase your prices well this is this is number one right here easiest thing you can do present yourself as a true professional be trained and skilled in your craft and then charge more right and stick to your guns like i think i may have told a told this story previously but we had a customer or a um a project that we had lost big job about 70,000 feet of tile I ran into the uh to an installer at a local Emser and um I was like hey what are you up to and, you know just kind of chatting it up and he used to work for us years ago and uh he said oh I'm doing this big you know uh medical um like office building about 60,000 feet man but the chick she's really she's really cheap dude and i was like well what you what are you doing it for he's like two bucks a foot tile 24 by 24 large format huh? large format i i was blown away i was like 
we 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 haven't I, I I don't ever remember paying two dollars a foot for tile install. Uh, those types of people, those people who do that, are unfortunate. I don't have really great things to say, so I won't say much. It just I really believe they they put dents in our industry. They cause other people's, um, you just can't make a living wage. Okay, maybe in one cafeteria that's 80 by 60, you'll make it, you'll make some money. But what about down the halls and then all the door cuts and yeah. just all this other stuff, man, you know, normal jobs just aren't that big and that, 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 uh, you know, maybe it was wide open or something. But even in that case, you're doing the work, you know, understanding where you bring value and how you bring value to the process and not just going as low as you can to get the work is, you know, what, like I said, we'll address that in next week's episode. But um, I do believe image has is the easiest way to at least separate, start to separate yourself as caring about, um, you know, caring about your product, what you're going to give that customer. I mean, there's a lot of research out there that says how you dress or how you care about you is what you're going to give to your client. And, uh, you know, it seems to be a little bit true. Yeah, it's it's directly, you know, the way we're talking about the pricing and all that it how you present yourself is is directly proportionate in most cases to how they perceive you and how much they're actually willing to pay. So you're only cutting yourself short if you are that guy, which, like I said, some some guys just want to do that. And that's totally fine. But, you know, we're 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 trying to lift this industry so if we can do that one person at a time if one person hears this and that they make that jump to to go get a shirt and i mean a lot of people think that it's super expensive i mean if you don't have a logo there's apps out there you can go on fiverr have someone create you a logo you know they'll they'll give you a few mock-ups you choose one you take that logo to your local screen print shop and they'll create a screen for it. I mean, it, it is a one-time charge that they do for the artwork and having to create all that stuff. But once you pay that, you can order more and you don't have to pay that charge again. So yeah. it's, it's an upfront cost, but it, it's worth it because I mean, uh, our shirts, we don't, we don't pay much for them. They're, they're a different material, right? So it's a dry fit material um, that wicks moisture away because we're, always sweating right so we want to yeah yeah so we don't really like the, the cotton too much but i mean it's like six five or six dollars a shirt and then what a dollar fifty to put the logo on it, yeah. it it's really not much yeah so for under 10 bucks yeah. uh you can have why is there a feedback for under ten dollars you can have a t-shirt with your logo on it i mean i think the setup fee is like 150 bucks yeah, it's, not much. Bucks. it's not and much money. the same thing you're a small company and then if you go with another small company that's trying to build a name as well they'll probably even give you a better deal like hey just mm -hmm. tell people about me and stuff like that um it doesn't even have to be a small company we went with the first time the first time we won't talk about because we didn't do it right but after we actually started going to a screen print company, we went to one of the bigger ones in town. And that's when we realized, man, we, uh, we were paying this other guy that was doing it, you know, on his own this much per shirt. 
when we can only be paying this much. And that's when you, you kind of realize like, man, it's a lot more manageable than people put it out to be. Well, that's a good, I think a good thing to note is that the, um, go with the larger guy, the, the larger guy in your area, typically they're larger because they do the most and they have the most buying power on the shirts and they can, uh, you know, you're going to be cheaper. We use the biggest in, in our area and we pay eight bucks a shirt logoed in and out of the door for three different colors. And, you know, you maybe pay 10 bucks because you don't buy them, you know, say a smaller company. Uh, but at the end of the day, man, $10, you're not going to buy a shirt for $10 at Walmart, or you might in a package of white tees or something, but right. So this is pretty easy, low-hanging fruit for somebody to, to do that. And then like uh, on your vehicle, if you want to look presentable there, you, I, I've literally seen guys just put professional flooring installer. They're not CFI, not the CFI logo or nothing, just professional flooring installer. They got a magnet, put it on their, the side of their truck, no logo or nothing. And it feels better than their truck by itself when they pull up to a job site. Right. So if you want to put your logo on one of those magnets, they're a hundred bucks a piece, toss them on your vehicle, take them off. If it's a personal vehicle that you, uh, like I did in the early days, cross over from family vehicle to work vehicle, <laughs> pull them on and off and you're, you're good. I don't want this to seem elementary because it, it's actually way more important than it is hard. That's the purpose. That's why I wanted to have this talk. Like, the, the importance of caring about this stuff is way more, is, is so much higher than, than how hard it is to do it. It's simple. Get a, get a shirt you like, whether it's a polo or a t-shirt. Even if you, you uh, initially start the way you guys were talking, it wasn't the right way. At least it's a step in the right direction. I would recommend go see, you know, a big screen printer in your area, tell them you, you're going to buy, you know, 10 shirts at a time or something like that and see what their cost is. And then later when you get, you know, a few helpers or something, you're buying 20 or 30 shirts at a time, your costs will go down. But th these practices are simple. And then you talk about the way you, you visually present yourself and then how you act. That's a whole nother deal. But if those two match up, um, you know, you, you're going to be a lot more successful than the guy that just refuses. Because the only the only reason I can see with the information out there that somebody would not put on a decent set of clothing is because they don't care. All right. Yeah. They don't care. Um, logo or not, like yeah. put on a decent shirt, some jeans and work boots and look the part. If you don't care, you're you're. That's exactly what you're telling your client. That's exactly what you're telling a company like my flooring company when you come in to try to uh, get work for me. You know, that was me. Uh, that was me when I started. I'm not gonna lie, because I didn't care. I didn't understand the importance of it. I didn't understand the benefit of it. I I, I really honestly didn't care. Well, if we help one or two people that are listening to this call. Uh, get get further than where you were at where you're like I, di I didn't care I don't care because I didn't know the importance to really realize the importance just so everybody knows like you guys own a flooring company you guys hire installers your opinion matters in this 
I own a flooring company. I hire installers. I'm telling you, it, this stuff matters, guys. So take note of what these guys are saying. Simply wear decent clothing, but go if you can swing a few hundred bucks to go get your logo put on a shirt, do it. Have some pride in what you're building. Absolutely. And then to touch on what you were talking about as far as, uh, you know, the way you sound and stuff, you do essentially have to create a customer service voice is what everyone calls it, right? Because you you got to kind of become a different person that everyone can relate to. And it's it's happened here in the office when I'm on the phone and then someone that's not usually here, you know, hears me talk on the phone and they're like, man, you sound really good. You got a really good customer service voice. And it's like, <laughs> kind of have to have that. You got to, you got to, you get, you have to know what the customer wants and then play off of that. And yeah. they don't want to hear your everyday slang and all that stuff that you, you usually talk about. And yeah, you, you kind of the, the way, the same way when you take the magnet on, put the magnet on the car and take it off, you have to yeah. be able to turn that on and off yeah. and know when to use it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another interesting aspect. I had a, um, sorry, I'm getting feedback, so it's a little distracting. <laughs> I had a, uh, a, um, client say that, or, uh, not a client. I, I was listening to a audio book and it's about customer service and branding and all that. And it talked about putting on your hero uniform for the day. It was talking about like, you know, all the heroes, all the Batman, Superman, everybody had a uniform and it's like transforming yourself from your daily uh, who you are into your what you're presenting when you're at work and let's face it like you can't just you know be homies with everybody when you're talking to clients and, and business people I mean you and I you guys and I hung out I don't we don't we you can't just you know throw all that type of language and you know uh, the way you are in your personal life uh you keep a piece of that, but you have to, like you said, have a customer service facing attitude. Uh, so how you present yourself from a, I guess what I was getting at there is when you put on that uniform, if you can visualize, like that's when you need to switch that over too. when you're, when you're representing that, that uh, brand or yourself, um, you know, consider changing the way that you uh, go about talking to your clients and, and uh, whether you work for a store or you work directly and you, you um, go out and get drum up your own business in the retail market, or, uh, you know, maybe you do a little bit of work for GCs here and there. Uh, any, any of those scenarios, you're still presenting yourself. And I think that it goes a long way if you can do it in a professional manner. It, it does too. And it's, um, it's also like a muscle, right? Like, you know that you have to have your customer service voice uh, and versus your who you are at home, your everyday, but but it's like a muscle. The, the more you use it, the easier it becomes. And you start finding that it does start to transfer over because you're becoming who you really should be anyway. You, you start those practices for work and then all of a sudden it transfers to home. You're a little bit cleaner vocabulary around uh, around uh, the kids growing up, cleaner vocabulary around people you, you might not know who are um, in a restaurant while you're out with your family and friends. You know, you start 
start realizing that uh, it, it becomes a lot easier to to articulate yourself and just be just be professional all the time. You know, you know, somebody's always watching, somebody's always listening. Um, you don't want to say or do the wrong thing in front of the wrong people as well as that also puts a, a strain on, on your, your business and, and your, your persona. Um, well, you realize real quick that perception is, is a big thing. How people perceive you is important. Um, having a, you know, where I'm not saying you, you can't be yourself. I'm just saying, be the best version of yourself. There you go. There you go. That's that, 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 well put. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining me today. Uh, again, trying to keep these between 30 to 45 minutes, uh, trying to keep them hitting hard and uh, provide as much value as possible to uh, people. And hopefully as uh you know, like I said, if we help one or two guys take a step or two ahead, um, then then the goal is accomplished. So, again, next week we're going to be talking about understanding your value and how to increase your prices. What I, I want to come uh, with some practical steps on how I pay different installers higher prices than others, and how can you be in that higher group? How does that work? Um, I'm, I'm sure you guys do it. I've talked to hundreds of flooring business owners. And the fact is, is some guys make more money. And why is that? And how can you join that group if you're not? And if you're in that group, how can you increase your prices even more? Because at the end of the day here, uh, we have a little bit of ways to go before we uh, are where I would say, uh, infl you know, to even match inflation at this point. So yeah. Um, how, how can we help these guys and, and gals out there installing, working their tails off, make sure they're getting full value for what they're providing? Let's come with it hard next week with some good ideas on how to help the installer make more money. Yeah. Awesome. All right, brothers. They have a good one. Signing off. We'll yeah. talk to you next week. Off the See ya. Thanks, everybody.